0: now we'll go on to connect this to another another thought That's stage number two and this will also now lead us to what we're what is the most important thing to emphasize now in our uh, call it our, our common battle for Israel for Am Yisrael for Mashiach for Mashiach to come to Akhmiyad So obviously, the Rebbe wants us to be mashpiyah. The Ekor is to and to be and other, other Jews, and even Umot to be mashpiyah from the, the deepest and most inner place of the Torah, which is the Mayanot, the inner wellsprings of the Torah. That it should reach the furthest possible extreme, and then mashpiyah will appear. So that, for sure, is is the same and stronger than always that that's the the general teaching and instruction that we have from the rabbi what we have to do but nonetheless there must be something especially important now in the Jewish people especially in because of the tremendous diversion of, uh, of opinion that what, what should Chabad be involved in most in it's pro- even in the protest against what's going on. I mean, this is a very, very uh, tremendous dilemma because if you're involved in a protest because something is, there's, it's like SOS, something is burning, you have to save save lives or save, save Eretz Israel. So it's very, di- very very difficult now to just do it in the most pneumistic way possible coming from the most inner, most inner dimension of the Torah and all should be Pure ha It's virtually impossible if you're now facing a situation that there has to be protest and you have to get, get out to the streets and do things, and then people do, definitely do not realize and understand at all any shayechus, any relevance whatsoever to pnimuta torah, to to absolute uh, 100% love. It all, it all for the other for the public it like disappears it appears it's also really a big a tremendously big uh, dilemma and a problem because our real work is but the Rebbe also that was his work that's the work of all the rebbeim. but sometimes you have to get up and protest and do something so it puts you in a very very difficult position so it requires tremendous shikuladat and that's why it requires this this of b'makom and also that in a place that really nobody knows what to do and nobody knows what to say. So someone at least, or some of us, the, the our own hearts inside, with obviously we're connected. We have his to the Rebbe, so it's coming from that. Point of his cautious and point of our of inspiration for the rabbi, but to have the, what, how should we protest this situation? It's not to protest is definitely not. To do just nothing and just to continue to, okay, we have to continue teaching Hasidus and that's it. So that doesn't appear that that's, but the rabbi would be 100% happy with that. Even though that's the that's eco. The so again, this is now the the practical uh, dilemma that we're in, and in order to try to, un- to also come out of this previous idea that we spoke of the shemesh peki Dom and the meaning of this word dom So we'll now begin with a a mimer that the Rebbe said on gimotamos tafshim yutchet many years ago, and. Obviously, Yema is the beginning, the Aschal to the Gula, the beginning of the redemption of the, of the Friedrich Rebbe. Because that's the day that he was released from prison and he was sent to exile. And then a week and a half afterwards, he was released altogether. But it is called the Aschal to That's the reason that the Rebbe celebrated very much this day every single year. It's actually the very last year, which is called the year of Devar Malchus. Of the Rebbe, he talked about Shemesh Pigivon on Gimotamus. But every year, when he on this day of Gimotamus so the t- topic was all around the the Gula, the redemption of the of the Frisica Rebbe, and that he asked of the the Gula was in a certain way. The beginning of the Gula is even greater than the Gula itself, as the Rebbe explained us today, is on Gimotamos. And as normal, the Rebbe himself would base his maimorim, his Hasidic discourses, on those discourses or the same verses that the that the Rabbi Dershowitz, the, the Ferdek Rebbe, also said on this day on that particular verse. So on Tavshin the mimer was on a, a verse also, which is a deeper maschil a beginning of a mimer of the discourse of the Friederikeravi, which is a verse from Tehillim, from Psalms 66. That it says there, hasam ba'chayim velo natana He has placed our soul in life, and not has not let our feet stumble. That's the verse. If you look in Psalm 66, maybe it's verse 9 or 10, you'll see the verse, bachayim. It's talking about Hashem. Hashem has placed our soul in life. Okay. He has not let our feet stumble. So first now we'll say you definitely have to begin with some deep chassidus, because it's not going to work without that. (laughs) Also once more if a Chabad person wants to protest, he has to have under his belt a lot of chassidus. A lot of deep chassidus and a lot of Abbas Yisrael. There's an infinite amount of Abbas israel and and chassidus, and he can also stand up and protest or do what what he's supposed to do. And so here in this Maimara the Rabbi says that that there are actually four levels of life. Four levels of life of the soul, of our soul. Two levels are above the influence of the soul on the physical body, that the soul gives life to the physical body. Two are above and two are at that level of giving life. Of the four, three are natural and one is supernatural. Only the first one is called the supernatural life of the soul. When the soul descends or a certain dimension or reflection is called the heora of the soul descends to become chayim Life for the sake of giving life to the physical body. Giving life is not just, of course, the physical life. Giving life is consciousness. That's, that's part of the life of the physical body. It's the most important part of the life of the physical body. So that giving life to our physical existence has two levels to it. It has a, a called chayut klalit and chayut pratit. There's the level that the soul gives in general life to the whole psyche. The psyche together with the body, all together. That's in general giving life to this whole human being. And then there is the chayut pratit, the particular level of life that the soul gives and dulls every single limb with its own, every organ with its function, its specific life force. Which means giving giving sight to the eye and hearing to the ear and the, that the heart should, should operate properly and so forth and so on. That every single part of the body has its particular life force. That's called Chayut Pratit. These are the two lower levels. But above those two levels, there is the level which is not life to give life but it is that the soul is alive by itself the soul itself is essentially alive it's life and so if you want to define what the soul is the soul is, is life before it descends into the body to give the body life. Because, for that very reason, because the soul in essence is life, that's called that's why it has the ability to descend and give life to the body in the two levels of chayut klalit, general life force, and chayut pratiat, the particular life force. Now all of these three are, are innate to the soul that the soul has its innate level of chai be'etim and also has its innate ability to enter a body, a human being a psyche and give that psyche chayut kladit and chayut pratit so all of these three levels are natural they're not supernatural to the soul but there's a fourth level which is above even the level of that Hashem, that God himself brings or elevates the soul into his own life. Into a level of divine godly life that is infinitely above the essential definition of life that the soul possesses in its own right. Of that it says, this is the way that the Rabbi interprets this verse, Hasam He places, He takes our soul, and He places our soul in His life. Means He takes our soul out of its own essential, innate life, in all of those three levels, and He places it in His own infinite life. Now, these four levels correspond to the four worlds. The fact that the the nature of the soul has three levels to it, that nature, that innate nature is the soul at the level of Briah and Yitzira and Asiya, the three lower worlds. The two lowest of the worlds, Yitzira and and Asiya, which is formation and action, are always referred to as Chayut Klalit and Chayut Pratit. It's called Klalufrat. The Yesh, just the essence of the life of the soul in and of itself as a created being, that it's created as a essence of life, that's Briah, that's called Yesh. But the Ayin, the four worlds are often called in Hasidut as a very simple meditation are often called Ayin, Yesh, Klau, Prat. Nothing, something, general, particular. Those are four simple words for the four worlds to be re- and very important to remember. So these four words very, very clearly uh, correspond to what what the Rebbe is describing in this Ma'amara. That the Klau and the Prat, which are the two lower worlds, are the two... The two levels that the soul descends to give life to the body. The soul in itself before it descends, but it's already created as a soul, independent of, of its creator. That's its its essential yeshut, what it is in itself. That's called the chai beetsam of the soul in and of itself. But the true origin of the soul is, before, is, in, is in God because the soul is a malach, it's a actual part of God to bring its consciousness back that's already taking it out of creation even out of that level that created level of Chai and and bringing it back into the level of it's called the world of emanation which is the world of true true It's called Adam HaAchidut that's called HaSam Nav Sheinu B'Chayim For the soul, that means entering a consciousness of nothingness. Nothingness means there's nothing except Hashem. All right, now the question, we'll try to to explain it in short, just the essence of this ma'am. From the verse it appears clearly that would Hashem not place our soul in His life, then our feet would surely stumble. But only because He, he enacts this miracle of taking our created soul, even at its very highest innate level of high b'etzin, and returning it to His infinite life, only by that does our foot not stumble below. So once more, in short, the explanation is as follows. Every psyche, every soul, every consciousness, as it exists in man, in created man, has its head to it, and it has its feet to it the head of the psyche and the feet of the psyche what is the head and what is the feet the head is the involvement of the psyche in Torah and mitzvot that one's consciousness is consciously involved in doing God's explicit will as stated in the Torah that's the head of one's consciousness what is the feet of one's consciousness the feet is all involvement in in material and mundane things of this world that every person, every human being in this world has to eat and has to sleep and has to do many, many, many different things that are not defined explicitly in the Torah as mitzvot, as commandments. That's like dirtering. If you don't know how to do it properly, how to be involved in this world and the physicality of this world, so actually you're dirtering dirtying your feet but God doesn't want the feet just to become dirty even though you can't be afraid of your feet becoming dirty as we know from the very first time that God says to Abraham to to enter the world he says to him go to you go to Israel so there's a Famous of art that says that lech If you combine those two the two words, which are the identical letters, lech lecha together, it becomes a lak lech, which means to become dirty. So when you go someplace, even if you're going to yourself, you enter into the physical realm. So you have to become you have to be ready to become a little bit dirty. Nonetheless, there's the service of Hashem, even though these are, you're not now doing things which are explicitly defined as mitzvot, and you're not learning Torah right now, but you're able right now, what, no matter what you're doing, to fulfill the verse, which is called, our uh, sages say that this is a small verse that contains the whole Torah, which is, and all of your mundane ways, know Him. as one can know God and, and, and experience Hashkot Kapotis, on every step and tread of his physical life and that's what he's supposed to do he's supposed to experience godliness in the physical world but that service of experiencing godliness in everything that happens that's a very essential part of Yiddishkeit Yiddishkeit has these two definite sides to it it has a side, it has a head that the head is doing is, is, is learning everything all of the books and living by all the books, all of the mitzvot. That's the head, but it also has feet. It has to have feet. Feet is learning, and this is especially what Hasidus is all about, learning how to sanctify one's mundane activities. And this is especially essential for coming into Eretz Israel for the Jewish people, conquering the land of Israel, inheriting the land of Israel, settling the land of Israel, and living here forever as a people that, that works the land, and is continuously involved in building, in building physicality, the physical world, which one might think that that's the that's the, the, the job of non-Jews. No, here in Israel, becomes the job becomes our job. So that job is called the feet of the Jewish people. So the feet are liable to stumble even if a person is coming from the right place that the feet are not severed from Godliness he doesn't say well I'm going to forget about Torah and and just be involved say in settling Israel Israel that Israel or physicality or building this world is in place of Torah and Mitzvot. Unfortunately, many people think that. I'll try to explain that why many people come to think that. But let's say that ideally the person doesn't say that uh, that 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 working the land is in place of Torah and Mitzvot. He recognizes that Torah and Mitzvot are the head of the Jewish psyche. The Jewish natural consciousness we call it, Muda'u But that B- involvement in the mundane is the feet and the feet is also very very important and the purpose of the feet he's, he says he knows constantly the purpose of the feet is not just to, to build buildings and, and roads but the purpose of the feet is to experience God in the buildings and the roads that's called to to see the the divine providence in every single step that a person makes in this world And he's aware of that and that's what he's trying to do. So if a person is aware of that how can nonetheless his feet stumble? That it's necessary in order to not stumble to have one's soul elevated and placed in the life of God himself. Otherwise your feet are liable to stumble. So the Rabbi explains that the liability of the feet to stumble is to become over impassioned with that divinity that resi- reveals itself in physicality and that even though it's not in place of Torah but it becomes one's most beloved and important activity in the world more so than Torah. And even that's like I'll call it the religious sign, or something like that. That religion is, is I still put on feeling every morning, but the most important thing is to is to uh, reveal Getler Guide in the world. That's what it's really all about. I don't know, try to to focus ourselves that is called the Rabbi explains the feet stumbling the feet stumbling is a, just a loss of proper proportion of what's the essence what's more important what's less important both things are important but one is the ikar and the other is the tafel those are the words there's an ikar and a tafel When God created the world it says that he stretched out his right hand and he created the heavens he stretched out his left hand and he created the earth So it says that the revelation of godliness of getochkeit in earthly involvement in earthly deeds and activities that's a revelation of God's left hand, but revealing godliness in Torah mitzvot—that the Torah is from heaven, thats a revelation of God's right hand, kivyahoo. Now, which hand is more important? So it says that obviously both hands are important. Before we were talking about the head and feet. Now the head and the feet have become the right hand versus the left hand. So you have to have both hands. Both hands are very important. Once more, there definitely there are people that think that you only need a right hand. Those are just haridim that don't believe in any involvement whatsoever, any revelation of getochkeit in worldly, earthly, earthbound activities. Just need a head. You don't need feet. That's also not, not correct. It's very not correct. You need both a head and you need feet. But now the question becomes, what, what is the Ikan? So we're taught that in this world, until Mashiach will come and appear, Te'chov Mead the left has to become included within the right. It's called La'akhtolo biyamina. The left has to feel a tafel secondary to the right otherwise you're going to stumble you're going to fall and that stumbling and falling can degenerate into what we said before that even from from the stumbling of a religious Zionist then comes just a Zionist that thinks that Eretz Yisrael is in place of Torah that's actually where it all began from that's just a continued degeneration of the stumbling but the Rabbi here says that even a person, his whole intention is to reveal get the type, but in the realm of the mundane, if that takes precedence, or greater emphasis, becomes the Ikar, the Torah mitzvah becomes the Tafel to that, then that's the beginning of stumbling. Now the Rabbi says, that even the level, the innate high Be'etzim level of the soul is liable to fall into that mistake. part, the level of the soul, which is, as we said before, from the world of Bri'ah, the world of creation, which is high Be'etzim, even before it descended into this body, it is liable to make that miscalculation. And misproportion of what is the eker and what is the tafir. And only when one returns, when, one, when Hashem takes you back to pre, your pre created state, once more the soul is called Chelik Boreish and Asan It's a part of the Creator that has become a creation. And as having become a creation, Khedik Poresha Nasani Vra, at that level it's Hai Ba'etsa. That's what this maamar says. But until it returns to that state of Bure of the Creator, and the state of Atsidut, which is Khidek alokami Mal Mamash, not Khhedik Poration Asani Vra, only then does it have the true insight that in this world the left has to be included within the right and not vice versa and only in the world to come that the true ultimate origin of the left will become revealed then it says that the soul which is the heavens will become fed and sustained by the earth which is the body in this world the body has to be subordinate to the soul That's also a right left scenario in the future, it's the opposite. The body itself will sustain the soul, will give life and feed, so to speak, the soul. Right, so this is a very, very important uh, fundamental teaching. And as we just have tried to, to, to relate it to uh, different political uh, groups, so we see that, al- that almost everybody is off. Because either if you're a Haredi, you're off, you're, you're head without feet, if you're a me, you're off, because you're emphasizing, the the, the the emphasis is not correct. And definitely if you're something less than that, you're certainly off. So everybody is more or less off. But the Rabbi wanted us to be on, and that's what Hasidus is all about. To be on, to There has to be both Yimina and small, but there has to be in this world la chlolos mada Yumina. Right. So now, again, obviously, much much more can be said about this, but we'll now try to just uh, come to the to the taklis. First of all, let's maybe just say the same thought in 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 other words. That when you say the same thing in other words, it becomes uh, clearer. The words that we'll now use are two simple English words that everybody knows, which are called means and end. Very often, it's very unclear what are the means and what is the end. In Hebrew, means and end are emtsayin taqlit. There's something which is an it's a means to something. Something which is a taqlid, that's, the, that's the purpose, it's the end. In this world, the earth is the means and the heavens is the takhtit. In the world to come, it will be the opposite. But in this world, that's the way it is, because as we said before, the heavens are created by Hashem's right hand and the earth by Hashem's left hand and the left hand has to be subordinate and enter into the consciousness or serve to be subordinate means to serve actually the right hand how does this all alluded to in the very first verse of the Torah it says the most important thing which is not clear whether it's a is called the secret of the Tzimtzum Soda Tzimtzum Hashem contracted his infinite light in all its great reality. That Tsum, is that a an, an means or is it an end? So there are two different opinions. This is the origin of this problem of whether something is a means or an end. It all goes back to the what's called the secret of the tzimtzum. One opinion says that the Tzimtzum is just a means because it's bishvil Hashem contracted the light in order that ultimately the light should return and become revealed within that vacuum that was created by the Tzimtzum. That's called the Tzimtzum purely an emtsai and chas God forbid to think that Tzimtzum is, is the end, is the purpose. But there's another opinion that says the opposite. It says that the the Tzimtzum. How can a person, how can one have such an opinion? That the contraction, which is the disappearance of the light, of the infinite light, is, is Taklis, is the end. Because he says that really the Tzimtzum reveals, the Tzimtzum itself reveals the absolute Shleimut perfection of God. That God is not just infinite, but He's also finite. It's called Koach Hakvul Shabensov, and that's, without a tzimtzum, that's not manifest. So the tzimtzum in and of itself, is the Tachlite. In this world, Chassid Shalom to hold that opinion, because then darkness becomes the the tahlit. The ultimate revelation of the Koach and Beinsol is not revealed, even though that's what it's really for. But that will only become in the future. In this world, the Tzimtzum has to be understood, and this has tremendous effect on one's service of Hashem. That all say all hardships, Gimotamos, that disappeared, the Rabbi is gone, or appears to us to be gone. Is that? or is that a means for, for a new revelation the greatest example of tsum is Histalkut because that's what it's called Tzimtzum is Histalkut is the word that's used always for the passing of a tzaddik it means that the light has disappeared is that taqlis or is that only an Emtsai so obviously in this world we have to hold very fast on the opinion that it's just an a means, it's not. It's not the Timtum It's not an end in itself. Amazingly, in the world to come, it will all of a sudden become apparent that the tzmuz is an end in itself. That's something that even the Rebbe once said, or several times said that he can't. He can't even understand that the Rebbe said himself, "I can't even understand what that means." But that's what it says. as I he Let's say another example, no, another more understandable example of what it means that there's a question if something is a means or an end. Mesiros nefesh. It's also something that's discussed in mymorim and the sikhs of the Rabbi on Kimotamos. He's talking about the mesiros nefesh of the Fridika Rabbi. Is mesiros nefesh an end or a means? that a person reaches the highest level of devotion possible and dedication to HaKadosh Barucho that he's willing to give up his life for Hashem is Mesirus Nefesh is that the the ultimate end of what a person should strive for on earth or is it just a means for something else so that's actually a makhluk a makhluk means there's two, two different soul roots it's also a topic that the Friedrich Rabi, the Baba Ankuulo, of Gimotan, in your Beis and discusses very, very much. That for Avraham, Vino Masirus Neves is only a means. He's not out to die. Just if he has to die, he'll die. But he's out to be Mefarsem and in the world. He's here to to spread to spread the light to the world. But he's doing it in such a way that he's not seriously not afraid of him being killed, and he has to total mesirus nefesh. But it's definitely the mesirus nefesh not that's not what he's striving for. It's just a means. Whereas for Rabbi Akiva, that was an end. That he said every day, I pray and I ask Hashem, when will I merit to die for you? Did you this repeated itself other times in history in the time of the Beis Yosef, that there were two opinions what well, is Messirus Nefesh and or a, or a, or a means right. The fact the first thing that Hashem created is called the Tzimtzum The Tzimtzum is the secret of the 22 letters from Alot et Tav and I will say it very, very in short Breishit Bara Et In the beginning Hashem created Et that word et, which has no real meaning, so sometimes it's referred to, like in traditional slavery, if you look, it's the secret of the simsum, which is the secret of the letters. But for our purposes, et is from alif to taf. Alif is the first letter, taf is the last letter of the alphabet. For us, it now means em sa'i that The first, we'll call it the logical structure that Hashem created before he created anything else was that there is always a means and an end and it's not always clear what is the means and what is the end and then he went on to create what does it say so now you have to decide you have to try to understand what is, what is the, he created two things one is the heavens one is the earth one of these two things is the means and the other is the end the question is, which, how does it work? Which direction does it go? So once more, the Rabbi says that in this world, the whole Rachei has to be subordinate to koma Maasech HaLashem Shamayim. In all your ways know him, that's the earth. There's another saying that for the Rambam, this is his greatest saying of all of the sages, all of your deeds shall be for the sake of heaven. Meaning that all of the mundane activities is just if you eat and you drink and you sleep it's to have koach to serve Hashem in Torah Mitzvot. So the fact that all of the mundane world is in order to serve Hashem by means of His explicit word of Torah Mitzvot that's called kol ma'asecha Hashem Shamayim. All of your deeds are for the sake of heaven. Meaning that what is the Tachlis? Heaven is the Tachlis, the Shem Shamayim. Well, it's, that's the earth so now what does this all boil down to as far as how, how to protest what it says is that the protest, the, there are two basic things that are now happening in this country as far as protesting one is to try to influence people especially soldiers and, and, and uh, police and obviously, this this is a, a total change of the of the of the dat kahal. That the whole public has to be has to change its its mind space. But the, the influence, what's called se'ur Kudah. is not not to obey the order because the order that you're being given is against the Torah. Or to say it another way to recognise that we as Jews have a supreme authority which is the Torah, and that supreme authority is above all other authorities. And if any other authority says different from our supreme authority, it's a batel on kaafridar. And the application to our is, is, uh, situation right now is clear, it's obvious. And for the Rambam, it's called Zerat that everyone has to be not just a soldier, but if you're a soldier, it's very immediate. But every civilian has to always be ready to defy and to disobey. This has to be a basic part of one's consciousness that there is definitely the laws of the land. But a Jew always has to have this this point in his heart that Divrei Divrei Harav. That if the ultimate supreme authority says one thing and someone else, which is like the law, says something else, I don't obey the law, I obey only the supreme authority which is which is God in the Torah. That's that's tachlis. There's another way of protesting, which is kvishim and uh, thinking of how we're going to, what's called Yom Pekuda, they call it, what we're going to do when they come and start start to, to take people out of their homes. show them. Not to say that that's not important, but that is definitely, that's, that's earthly protest. That's making the essence the earth, even the Yishuvah as well it's called earthly protesting and what the Rabbi is teaching us here is that the earth has to be tafel to the heaven heavenly protesting is only this way of trying to get out there and change people's minds and every doesn't and even with the thought of what's going to happen that's we don't know what's going to happen Hashem knows what's going to happen we'll do, What we, we have to do our most we have to protest but if we have to, if we can possibly do something, if you can have just a minimal amount of influence on somebody, if it's a soldier or a policeman, that he is going to, he is going to refuse to obey an order which is against the Torah. Then, first of all, you can definitely, in the name of the Torah, in the name of the Rabbi, say to him that Yesh <laughs> Kone That even whether he's religious or not religious a a very simple way for him to to acquire his place in the world to come. It's called Just takes one moment, Buddha, to not obey an order that is contradictory to the Torah, to the Shemaya. So this is the practical taflit that the earth has to be subordinate to the heavens and once more now we go we go go back to the beginning now we still have to know how to sing his song and if we can't sing his song it's also we're not, not going to be even able to influence him so again it's a very it's a catch 22 it's not a simple matter whatsoever that if we don't have the ability to go through our three-stage uh, dam, dam uh, model of the of Shem Tov which is dom and dam and demut, then also we won't have be able to have really much influence on anybody no matter what we do but as soon as we do have that affinity to other souls Based upon dom, dam, and mood, to maman, dam, and temut. So then, nonetheless, we have to, decide, we have to know what, what is the most important thing to do right now. And definitely, the most important thing to do is to bring people to Jewish identity. And Jewish identity means subordinates to the Torah. Obviously, you can, you can say to a soldier also, it's immoral and it's, it's, it's love of Israel, but you're going to kill another Jew, chas, inshallah. That's Chassidish. There's blood in the air. Has been what was just last week and with the, with the in the Bet and in So this whole, this whole, it has to be converted. But the only way that it can be converted for the good, if people f- understand more and more people that the authority for a Jew is the Torah, is the in this world the, the heavens. Are the taqfis. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning also the very practical thing that the Rabbi even says. What does it mean in, in our day to day life? In our day to day life, unless in exceptional times that one has to devote most of his day to work, it's like the Rambam, for instance, that he's a classic, he's the most classic, the Shem so... He says just an average uh, working uh, Jew should should work uh, three hours a day and nine hours a day. That's the, that's if you're a working a working man. <laughs> Meaning that that involvement in the physical realm is should also appear on the on your watch and on your time. That as much time as possible, and but but gives you your chayus in life is Torah. Is learning and to spreading Torah, But the three hours of working is also part of the obvious or exceptional times that one has to work more because of the call of the hour. called Hola Acha. At least the mentality has to be there that the earth is now must remain tough held to the to the heaven. Otherwise what are we as what are what is the Jewish people? Because all of the goyim in the world are, are earthbound. <coughs> The only difference between us and all the other goyim is that we're heaven bound. But the chidash is that we can connect the earth to the heaven. We bring the heaven to the earth, al and we elevate the earth into the heavens. That's what the rabbi is saying in this moment. Okay, so this uh, this was our thought for today for Gimotamas. And once more, we said the most important thing is that this is the day that the Rebbe is giving us the, his very self to be able to accomplish what he is still working his hardest to accomplish. And now we are definitely much more than before Gemotamos, 100% partners with him in accomplishing. Yeah.